Welcome to the Tech in Church podcast brought to you by Text in Church. I'm Nina Hampton and I'm here with my co-host Jeanette Yates. If you are ready to make huge long-term impact in your ministry using technology the right way, then you are in the right place. In each episode, you'll hear from church and ministry leaders who will share their real life examples of how they use the right technology so that they can spend more time building relationships and doing the things that got them into ministry in the first place. Today, we're hearing from Becky Freeberg, a communications leader in her small San Diego church. Becky uses Text and Church to help her church members stay connected and engaged in church worship and events through some unique and fun strategies. In today's episode, we'll be hearing clips from her recent interview with Text and Church co-founder and CEO, Tyler Smith, and unpack the strategies she's using to build deeper connections within her church and community. Okay, so Becky's interview with Tyler has so much helpful information in it that I really had a tough time deciding which great idea to start with. But I would love Mm -hmm. to start with how she introduced text in church to her church and taught them even how it works. So this is a question that we get a lot with the member experience team. And I really love what she did. Yeah, me too. She is so creative. (laughs) Of course, I always love it when our members think outside the box and create something new on their own. Even though we do have a ton of resources, including (laughs) a section in our help center called how to introduce text and church to your congregation. That said, her strategy was really creative and maybe better than ours. I don't know. It might be. It's just another way. If you're up for it, we're going to listen to it right here. I was, as usual, assigned to do the icebreaker activity for an event we were having. And I was just kind of thinking through, how can I use text in church? There's got to be a way. And I came up with a really simple way. Um, but it was also a great way for us to teach our people about text in church. Since we had just jumped in with the 21 Days of Hope, we didn't do any kind of official rollout with text in church, which I would recommend. Um, so they were kind of confused on who was texting them and was it really the pastor texting them? Was it Becky? Who was it? Who was texting? And so I was able to use this icebreaker to explain to them how the whole system works. At the same time, mm-hmm. we played a fun game where they had to get into groups and get to know each other um, through just different questions and things like that. So it was a great, a fun way to introduce the whole platform. So what's great about this is that she really knew what her members would like. So some churches benefit from something like this that is like gamifying texting. Other congregations might prefer a simpler like on-ramp to text in church. You know, I've heard people that just kind of like randomly do it, you know, not randomly do it, but like in the textbook way of like, hey, take out your phones. You know, this is the time of service. We want to get to know you. But then there are other members who are like, hey, you know, the first 10 people that take out their phones and do this, get a free latte at the coffee shop or you get a free t-shirt or something like that. So there's definitely a ton of different ways that you can do it. True, true. Yes, you have to know your audience and there are a ton of great ways to do it. At my church, we actually, you know, we started using Text and Church with a guest follow-up system, but when we launched it to our congregation, we didn't even highlight the texting part that much. We actually highlighted it as a devotional email and then we included some text reminders with that. Becky's church actually did this too. What was great about her strategy was that it worked for members and guests. So let's take a listen to this clip. Sure. It was 14 days of really short um, emails, about 250 words, just really focus on things that, that moms deal with um, as far as, you know, loneliness, anxiety, um, just feeling un- disconnected during those times yeah. of raising young children. Even, you know, we try to speak into even empty nester years like myself. Um, what is that? What are the challenges that we face and how can we speak truth and comfort into their lives through these 
through these short devos. And we got great response with those too. Again, the texts were in there as well um, to inspire that conversation and to engage in the, the two-way conversation. Yeah. And, and so to be clear with these, this is not an exclusively a text message approach. So you're sending out emails, which are these devotionals, and then you're supplementing that with an occasional text message to encourage uh, them to interact with those. Is that correct? Yeah, we would say, you know, we'd send the email out every morning at eight. And then every three days or so we throw one in, maybe it says, how can I pray for you? Or, hey, do you see yeah. today's Devo? Go check it out. You know, just kind of a reminder, hey, it, it's in your email yeah. inbox waiting for you. Um, so those type of things. So one of the things that I noticed while Becky was talking with Tyler in this interview was that she kept mentioning the engagement, the two-way conversation that happened as a result of the use of both text messages and emails. And what's really awesome about that is that it's proving this strategy of church communication is working in a really measurable way. So let's listen to these clips really quick. We have a different series of devos that we send really short to people's emails, but we've included the text um, feature. And I just love the two-way conversation opportunity. Instead of just sending out content, it starts a conversation. And people have really responded to that and really have opened up through text. And these are people we actually don't see on a Sunday morning. It's people all over the country and even in other places. Of course, they can't text back, but um, we still have conversations with them through email. And it's great. At what point did you realize like, oh, wow, we're onto something here? Right, pretty much right from the start of the campaign. Once we, you know, the automated workflows are so great. And so you just have those set in motion. And then the, the text, as soon as that first text went out that first week and we saw the engagement come back, you spend a lot of time writing content. If anybody writes content, you know how much time that takes. And sometimes you send it out there and you're like, is anyone even listening? Is yeah. this even making an impact with anybody? And when they start responding like via text um, and through the emails, but the text was the highest engagement by far of getting like responses of simply like, how can I pray for you? Or here's an encouraging verse, things like that. Um, it was pretty much right off the start. We saw the engagement level. go. Yeah. Wow. That really gets you fired up, doesn't it? Let's break down how exactly these automated workflows help her set up for success with these divisionals. First things first, Nina, our wizard in the text and church space. What is an automated workflow? Break it down. Okay, so let's walk through this because it's so critical for allowing you to start to continue conversations, start or continue conversations with your people. So if the term automated workflow is foreign to you, it's essentially what it sounds like. At Text and Church, our automated workflows are a series of emails and text messages that are automatically sent to a specific group of people based on a specific sending schedule. So once the workflow begins, the person joining that group will receive the right message at the right time every time. You can even include the reminder messages in the workflow so that to go to yourself or somebody on your staff to take action for them. An automated workflow is a series of emails and texts that go out to a group of people. Workflows will also send reminders to your staff members as well. So in Becky's Mother Day devotional example, people would opt in to receiving the devotional messages by texting a keyword and filling out a digital connection card. That would automatically add them to the group and the workflow is triggered to begin, right? Exactly. Becky mentioned that her Mother's Day workflow was actually a series of emails that went out daily to encourage mothers, but she used the text messages to remind them of the devotions in their email and offer to pray for them or engage them in a two-way conversation that she mentioned that was so pivotal in her communication with her church and community. 
Yeah. And reminder messages are always a good thing to have as part of the workflow as well. Yeah, absolutely. In this case, it might be nice. You know, she didn't specifically mention a reminder message, I don't think. But I think in this case, it might be nice to schedule a reminder to your pastor or a volunteer to follow up and connect in another way if appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. That really brings up a good point. The workflow in text and church can be created from scratch, or you can use templates that we have and customize them to meet your needs. The point is the workflows, once they are set up, you've customized your templates or created your own emails and texts. They're automated to automatically go out according to the schedule based on when each person joins that group inside of your account. Yeah. So I just want to clarify how people are able to opt in to get these messages, or as we say in the text and church world, they join a group. There are a few ways this happens in our system. Like I mentioned earlier, when you create a devotional group, you will want to give it a keyword. Then you share that keyword in your text and church 10 digit local phone number and ask people to text the keyword to the number. Pretty straightforward. They'll receive a text back from our system that includes a link to your digital connection card for that group. And when they submit that connection card, they have opted in to your devotional group and those workflow messages will automatically begin. Of course, you could also do a manual sign up and then add them to your devotional group inside Text and Church as well. So don't forget about the QR code though as well. Ah, uh, yes. Inside of Text and Church, you also have the option of generating a QR code so that someone can scan that instead of texting the keyword. This is really great if you want to send an invite to join the devotional in the mail, print stickers to put on seatbacks, add to posters or banners around your church, or just make a graphic to use on your welcome slides during your online services. There's a ton of different ways to use it. Yeah, for sure. And remember, the point of getting them to join a group and gathering their information is not just to share your devotional message or your guest follow-up message or even event information. It is to build that connection with them through engaging them in a two-way conversation. Here's how Becky described it. Gosh, there's a lot of things that are different. I, I, again, I can't talk too much about the two-way conversation because as someone who is a content creator myself, um, I, I don't want to just send things out there. I'd rather start a conversation. A hundred percent. I'd rather have a conversation just letting you know what I think about things. I want to start. What do, what do you think about those kind of things? And so just the opportunity to be able to, to have a conversation. I was a cheerleader for many years and I just had this vision of myself with a megaphone. I'd be yelling at the crowd, but it wasn't just to yell at them. It was to get them to engage. We want them to yeah. participate. We want them to cheer the team on. It wasn't just about us at all, just yelling to the crowd. Like we, the whole point was to get them to engage. And so I kind of see that the, the, the role of a communication director, the same way with the megaphone, being able to rally the people and help them engage and just, like I said, build those relationships. So that two-way conversation, that relationship is really what it's all about. Yes, you can use texting to blast information out to your church or your community, but that is really just scratching the surface. If you want some ideas for how to start the conversation with your members and guests using you know, text messaging, then I've got a free resource for you called the Text Messaging Playbook. You can download it for free by just going to podcast.textandchurch.com and finding it in today's show notes. This resource from Text and Church is filled with texting strategies for 10 different ministry areas that will help your church boost attendance, connection, and engagement. 
And if you want to ask Becky more about her communication strategy or the icebreaker or the Mother's Day devotional, I invite you to join our Text and Church Community Facebook group. It's my favorite place in the world. <laughs> Becky and other church leaders just like you are a part of this community, and we love sharing ideas and brainstorming new ones with each other. You can join it also by going to the podcast.textandchurch.com. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining us today. Jeanette and I love to bring you information and inspiration to help your church use technology the right way. But I want to challenge you to take what you learn and put it into action. It's the implementation of these ideas that will move your ministry forward. So head over to our show notes at podcast.textandchurch.com to download the text messaging playbook and join our free Facebook group. That's it for this week's episode of the Tech and Church Podcast. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app to know when new episodes are available. I'm Jeanette. And I'm Nina, and we'll talk more tech next time. The Tech and Church Podcast is a production of the Text and Church team. To get show notes for this week's episode and to download the resources mentioned, go to podcast.textandchurch.com. For more information on Text and Church, visit textandchurch.com. The Tech and Church Podcast is a production of the Text and Church team. To get the show notes for this week's episode and to download the resources mentioned, go to textandchurch.com forward slash podcast. For information on Text and Church, visit textandchurch.com.